Welcome back to another week of Sluts and Scholars. I'm Nicoletta. And I'm Simone. And this week we have joining us Francesca Hoagie. She's a dear, dear friend of mine and a badass woman. She's been a corporate lawyer, a movie producer, and uh, on you might know her from two seasons of Survivor. She's been working actually as a matchmaker and dating coach for the last four and a half years and frequently appears as an expert guest on the Today Show and has been featured in tons of publications like Harper's Bazaar and Men's Health and New York Post. She writes for Huffington Post and Bustle about dating and modern love. She's, in case you couldn't tell, awesome, incredible, brilliant, and a very busy person. So we're thrilled to have her here. Welcome. Oh, Thanks I'm for joining thrilled us. Thrilled to be here. Thank you. And I'm going to hire you as my PR rep. <laughs> I know. Doesn't she give a good introduction? That was really good. Aww. It's like better than anyone else can do. Like everyone we've had on the podcast is like, that's the best like bio intro I've never written. Yeah, yeah, but they said that about the ones you write too. Like Jessica Drake loved hers. Uh, well, that, that we've written. <laughs> well, Simone is known for her impassioned sincerity and enthusiasm, <laughs> yeah. and it's one of your most endearing qualities. Oh, thank um, you. Actually, can I very briefly tell you the story of the first time I met you? Sure. <laughs> Do you? Re- oh, I don't know if this is going to be a sex thing. Just kidding. It probably won't be. Remember how old you were? I think probably like four. You were like four or five. Oh my gosh, it's been a long time. It's been a long time, and. I was, so the reason that I know Simone is because her first cousin is, well, her first cousins are my godkids. So when the first and time I- so lucky. <laughs> they're my babies. And so the first time I met Simone was at her grandmother's birthday party. It was like her, I don't know, 60, 60 or 65th birthday party. And I was hanging out with the kids, and I was not a kid myself, but like the by far the youngest other. You know what I mean? It was like <laughs> yeah. a gap. We went like you also children. got put at the kids' exactly. Table. <laughs> it went from like children to me because I was like you know in college, so I was like a kid to all the adults. And I was playing with you guys and hanging out with you guys. And at one point, um, like towards the end of the night, you just looked at me with this look on your face that I'll never forget, like so deep in my eyes, and just with such sincerity, you said to me. You are my favorite person in the whole world. (laughs) (laughs) Simone has literally not changed. Exactly, exactly. And my heart just just melted, and you know, I've loved it. And and it is sincere too. It's so sincere. Well, speaking of hearts melting, this is a really great segue. Let's talk about modern love. Yes. And I'm curious if you could talk to us about kind of the concept of modern matchmaking because you did so many things, then all of a sudden you were like, I'm going to be a matchmaker. And so, how was that? different from Yenta and also (laughs) what do you do it's so important because nobody gives you like in school I wish they had a class on this because no one gives you a guidebook of like how to date like I wish someone would have given me that instead of like eighth grade chemistry yeah I I say that all the time like no one ever teaches us how to date and to the extent that they do and the messages we get it's just find somebody that you are attracted to and like hope it works out (laughs) and as we can see in general it doesn't work out, yeah, right? 60% like it's not divorce rate. Right. Like it's not wow, that it's sixty percent. It's now? not that simple, right? And so and and so even though yes, I do wish that we had those dating classes at 13, dating has changed so much. And the reason why we don't have Yentas anymore is because having a Yenta and having that kind of matchmaking requires that you have people who are all on the same page. Like, yeah. we, Just to we clarify all... for our listeners, Yenta is a character from Fiddler on the Roof who is the old lady matchmaker in the village. <laughs> just, so, just so all y'all, all y'all not familiar matchmaker, with right. matchmaker. Right. <laughs> but that character represents like a really longstanding tradition in, well, particularly in the Jewish community, but there's like lots of communities, and most communities have longstanding traditions of some kind of matchmaking, like on a formal or an informal basis. But, Makes me think of Mulan. Um, right. But yeah. it, right, but it works It works in a sense that if it works, if everybody's on the same page, like, yes, we all value the same thing. We all value family. We all value keeping it in the same community. And so that's the primary thing. And that's why that works. Because then you're like, okay, you're two people, same mm-hmm. community, same beliefs, same, you know, religion, like get married, have family. And that's why that works. But mm-hmm. now... We want somebody who is like our best friend and the best sex we ever had, and also, you know, <laughs> all of the things. Like all of the things. That's like so much to put on one so person. So it's a yeah. lot to put on one person, and it doesn't work anymore for us to just say like, "Hey, this person 
has really similar values to you, so you guys should just work it out. Because everyone's like, no, are you kidding? Like, yeah, like I, I could find better suited. Yeah. I could find better. Exactly. Or like I didn't see the lightning bolt. Like I didn't feel that lightning bolt the moment I saw this person, so they can't be a good partner for me. And so we see how what we're experiencing right now in modern dating, and I completely consider us to be in a modern dating crisis right now, mm-hmm. um, because we see people really wrestling with like reality versus expectation. Yes. And then adding on top of that so much technology that in a way is really amazing and has been fantastic for a lot of people, but it's it's happening too quickly for our brains to process it. And our <laughs> what hearts do you, to keep up. What do you see as, or what experiences have you had about people's reality versus expectations? So a really perfect example of this is that now that we have apps where you could conceivably, you know, look at thousands and thousands and thousands of profiles mm-hmm. and people get the feeling that they have infinite choice, though they don't, mm. right? So they get this feeling of like, if there's one little thing I don't like about this person, I don't I can just like pass on them and just keep going looking for that perfect person who doesn't actually exist because there is no perfection, right? Mm-hmm. So we're basing I like I mean except for me, but other than that. <laughs> right? So Sorry. we're so we're basing like our idea of perfection on something very um like very superficial and very like instagrammable, you yeah, know, ex- in a way. Yeah. And so and and so that's a really big problem because that's not anything to do with actual connection and so you see people like People will come to me and say, okay, I want to meet somebody and they have a long list of things that they want in a person. Like what? Um, and I mean, it could be everything from, I mostly work with women, like straight women. So I get a lot of like, I, he needs to be over six feet tall, um, educated, successful, ambitious, fit, well-traveled, wants a family, commitment-minded. It's a tall like, order. Like, Dick you know, it's like, it's like and, and some people... And in, in a lot of the problem, one thing about matchmaking and challenge about matchmaking is that a lot of people treat it as if now that I'm paying you, I should get exactly what I want, right? And so when people tell me, like, I want to meet this person, I say, okay, when's the last time you met somebody? When's the last time you dated somebody who meets this criteria? Like, when's the last time... Um, and if they're like, well, 20 years ago, there was this one guy <laughs> that I saw on the subway. Right? Exactly. <laughs> you know? Um, and I'm like, okay, so we need to talk about expectations because like, I still exist in the same world as you do. So maybe you're not going to get these 30 things that you think that you need to be happy. Let's focus on what you actually need to be happy. Like what are the core relationship needs that you have? And Like the top five non-negotiables. Yeah, exactly. And not like, he's over six feet tall. I, I don't, like that, we got to put that aside right now. But okay? how do you talk someone down from that? Like what if he has to be six feet tall in their mind is a non-negotiable? Well, I, I always say to people, if you want to have that as a non-negotiable, like I have a friend, I love her dearly. Her, she won't date a guy who's under six three, okay? And, that's such an arbitrary number. And, is and, she very tall? Uh, she's like about five nine. It's, 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 <laughs> Simone's face. It's, I I give her the hardest time about this, but it, she's so stubborn about it, and she's so frustrated and dating, and she's you know been single for a really long time, and she hates it. And I'm just like, one, I'm like one day when you're ready to not you know to get over this and to actually start looking at people's character and how they treat you, and you know having like shared relationship goals. Like when you're ready to have that be the first thing that you focus on. And then have everything else just be like icing on a cake or whatever. That's when we'll talk. But until then, like, just have fun. It seems to be about <laughs> like instant gratification in a lot of ways too. Like, obviously, if you're if you come from a culture or a family or a society that has like arranged marriages or doesn't believe in separation or divorce, it's sort of like the things that aren't working. You are forced to work on. Like yeah. you said, yes. you got you set up for other it. reasons yeah. and. In our culture now, I think we've been taught that like if you want something, you can have it with the click of a button. Yes. And so when you have to work hard on something, I think people associate that with something negative. Yeah. Ooh, or it so doesn't have to mean it's negative. Yeah. And your clients think, I think you're like the Amazon Prime of the perfect person. Right. Yeah. And I think that's exactly right. And even if you even in taking it out of the arranged marriage context, because well, that still happens actually. I have a client right now who yeah. her first marriage was an arranged marriage. But mm-hmm. um but even if you just take it a generation ago, two generations ago, people were born and lived and died in the same place, right? And so you married somebody who 
was in your area and in your community and mm-hmm. you didn't have this feeling of like, oh, I'm not happy with this person. The sex isn't great. The spark is gone. You know, like there's so many other people available. Yeah. Like they don't have the same interests as me. So I'm going to leave. Like you just didn't do that because there was no option. Right. Like mm-hmm. it was. But now because we feel like, oh, I, I there are millions of people in this world that I could potentially date and I can access them all to click at a button. So why? Why compromise on anything? Mm. So how do we deal with this yeah. like dating modern dating crisis? Well, I think the first thing is for people to recognize that we are in one, mm-hmm. right? Are um, people like really loath to do so. And yeah, I think people just. I mean, I, I I'm because I'm so in this world. I know how challenging modern dating is, and yet every day I talk to people who feel like it's they're the only ones who are having a hard time, mm-hmm. and I'm like. And and when I talk to them about it, they're like, oh, I feel so much better knowing I'm not. And I'm like, oh, my God, yes. Like, you know, like, I'm like, how could you think you're the only one, right? Because, yeah. <laughs> like, everyone, everyone, I, you know, I talk to people all the time. Like, but I think, so just recognizing, like, it's tough for everyone right now. Like, I get college students reaching out to me and they want to talk about dating. I've, I've had high school students reach out to me. And let me tell you, like. So it's difficult for everyone. It's difficult for everyone. I didn't go on a single date in college, I realized. After I got asked on a, I got asked out on a date the summer after college, and I was like, "But what is Nobody a what is a college, college date? Like, I think there were some dates I went on in college, but a lot of it was like, "Hey, do you want to come over to my dorm? And fuck. Like, hey, do you want to meet at the coffee house? Like, yeah, it wasn't really like a date. <laughs> yeah, and fuck, maybe. Well, I think I'm I'm a little bit <laughs> I'm a little bit older than you, ladies. <laughs> so when I was in college. People did still go on dates. I mean, of course, there is just that, like, you're in college and you're just hanging out. And then you're like, he's just a guy in my dorm and I don't know. What is this? <laughs> I mean, there was always that element, but things have gotten way, way less formal. And so it Definitely. becomes a lot more challenging to know what things are even what things even are. But mm-hmm. when I talk to, you know, 20-somethings who are talking about how hard a time they're having dating, like, yeah. It's crazy to me because I talked to six I talked to 20-year-olds and 60-year-olds who had the exact same dating complaints. Wow. And like there has never been a time in human history where that's the case. Which is what? Like what are the complaints? Which is um that nobody is serious, that they can't they can't seem to like make anything stick. Um they're overwhelmed by online they get discouraged really easily Do you because you introduce the 20-year-olds to the 60-year-olds? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> there are other sites for that if you're interested. <laughs> yes. When I've been uh, on dating apps, I keep the I keep the age real high, real high upper limit because that's how you get to have the best dinners. <laughs> I mean, what do you like? Honesty. What do you, well, so even like you guys, I mean, you know, obviously you're a lot younger than I am, but like dating now mm-hmm. versus even dating four, five, six years ago, like what do you see as the differences? Well, Nicoletta met her partner. On an app, are we yeah, about fu- that? yeah. Funny enough, we we joke that we met on Ancestry.com, <laughs> just because we like sort of look alike. And so, on our first date, I can't remember who came up with it, but on our first date, we like told people that we met on Ancestry.com, and they were like had a fit about it. And I was like, actually, in all fifty states, you can marry your second cousin. <laughs> um, but we actually met on Bumble. Um, but it was a long road on there. You know, I think it it definitely gets tiring. And it definitely becomes a game. Like you end up just like pulling up the app when you're bored yeah. and like swiping, swiping, swiping. Yeah. And it does get overwhelming. And then sometimes the people you're excited about don't message you back. Yeah. Um, or the people that you're not interested in are the ones who seem interested in you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, we see some of the like other struggles and dangers and worries about it of like when you express disinterest, sometimes the people are like, well, fuck you. You're a fat cut, and I didn't want to talk to you anyway. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, oh, these crazy God. responses. Yeah, insane. Yeah. Um, luckily, I didn't have too many bad dates. It was more just people I wasn't compatible with. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember I had one really interesting one where um, it was like after a long relationship, and so I was like, okay, I'm ready to get back in and like go on some dates. This was the first one I went back on. And I usually do like a – I mean, I think we're taught now like part of this is like learning how to be a good stalker. And so, like, you know, you do your online stalking. Oh, yeah, no, I don't do that at all. This is a good, this is a good difference. Oh, really? Oh, my gosh. I totally, I'm like, give me a first name and a job, and, like, I will find out where you lived growing up as you a child. You can totally divide all modern daters into these two camps. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, don't, I don't want to know anything. When I meet you, you'll tell me what I need to know. I don't want to have any preconceived notion. Yeah, it's not, to me, it's not the expectations. People my Instagram make me so mad. Really? Yeah. No, it's more, it's like I, really good I think that you can get, like, maybe into the dangerous expectations, but for me, it's a safety thing to make sure they are who they say they are and they I make them like send me a picture of them doing like a pose 
So I know it's them. Oh, oh. my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Galetta. No, I'm, I was very particular, which I think like it sucked that I had to be that way, but I had less bad experiences than a lot of my friends. Mm. Um, so this one date, I literally, he was a personal trainer and we kept like, I don't know, we had like bad timing of like, we couldn't find a time to meet up. And so we ended up being like, okay, well, let's just like meet up near the gym and we can like hang out and you know, maybe we'll like go Sounds on like the treadmill. It was dates. like a funny, like, you know, whatever date. Um, but I made very clear, like, I'm not going for training. Like, this is a date. Um, <laughs> like, that was clear. Yeah. Um, and then I got there. And firstly, he didn't look much like what he said, you know, what he seemed to look like. And I was like, <laughs> okay, give him a chance, you know, whatever. Oh, wow. Um, like, how and, different are we talking? Um, a lot shorter, a lot older. Interesting. Um, just not ideal. But I was like, what? I'm open. Yeah. Like, we can have a fun time. Um, but then it seemed clear right away that he was using online dating to get clients, like personal yeah. training clients. And so he asked me to get on the scale <gasps> at the gym. Wow. He tried to weigh me. That's outrageous. And wanted to do, you know, those little fat pinchers that oh they put on you? God. Yeah, of like, you know, saying that like whatever whoever I was training with like wasn't meeting my needs and my goals. And oh, like, God. you know, that my he body fat. Yes. My body fat percentage seems here, What's it called, a light but part? I should be here. And I, you know, at first I was like trying to give the benefit of the doubt. And then after a few of these comments and then he asked me to get on the scale I was like you know what listen I'm not looking for a trainer um this is not gonna work and I handed him a 20 for his time oh my gosh <laughs> and I really? uh-huh. oh wow, wow. See, I that laughed. was nice of you I, laughed. <laughs> well, I was like thank you for the training I'm not looking for a trainer but we're definitely not you know going on a date but then he texted me after and he was like we should do this again over sushi and I was like, why, what? bitch? So you can count my rice intake? Like, <laughs> fuck off. Oh, that's crazy. That's so funny. That's a crazy person. That's just bad strategy. <laughs> that's, that's like just, not dating. But that's this just is modern, this that's is modern just, dating just, in a lot just, of ways. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's totally symptomatic. Yeah. Um, so it's funny. I was, I was just reminded uh, years ago, I met a guy online and I totally did the whole like pre-stalking Google <laughs> rabbit hole. Yeah. Wow. And I wound up finding out that his sister had suffered from depression. She'd committed suicide. His parents had started this foundation in honor of his sister's memory. Oh, wow. And like, this, so his family was like really active in this whole world. And I was like, oh, I just wish that I, I wish Didn't that. Didn't know that he could have told you that. that like, because now if things do work out with him and he tells me this. You're like, I already knew. Like, what do I do? Am I going to exactly. pretend that I didn't know? Mm. Or am I going to come clean that I already stalked you and found this out? And it just remember, and, and it didn't go that far with this guy, but. I just remember thinking, like, I'm never doing this again because I don't ever want to be in this situation with somebody mm-hmm. that I actually connect with. That's exact. That's exactly how I feel. That's why I don't do it. Like, if I'm going to meet somebody, I don't like if they want my Instagram. Like, I'll give it to them, but I don't ask for theirs. I don't want to know. I don't really care about the image that they portray on social media. I know that can be very misleading. I I just would much rather meet them and like hear like have authentic responses to like what they're choosing to divulge about themselves. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So how do you match make in? this social media world like this? Because I feel like often people are like, oh, I could just go on an app. Like, yeah. So how do you help people? So I, um, so I do a couple of things. So first of all, most of what I do now is coaching. I started as a matchmaker Mm -hmm. um, and I still do a bit of matchmaking, but I primarily do coaching because it's easier for most people to be their own matchmaker Mm. um, than it is for me to matchmake them. So but it's more coaching how to navigate. It's more coaching that how makes to navigate. A lot of sense because I feel like when you have someone who's like a matchmaker, that puts a lot of weight on these people. Whereas if you are the person kind of in charge with picking your potential matches, you're like more willing for like yeah. feeling it out. It's just a different mindset. And you know, like I was saying before, like a lot of people approach matchmaking is like, okay, now that I'm now that I'm paying you, I get to have whoever I want. Like even though I've never met or dated anybody like this, now I want ten options. You know, so there's there tends to be a bit of a, a, a not very realistic mindset mm-hmm. of the person who is ready to hire a matchmaker. So if once we talk about it and we can really like break it down and like I know like, okay, actually this is a person who is ready really to date differently and is ready to prioritize some different things and they're not going to, you know, they're not going to demand that everybody makes $250,000 a year is at least six feet tall in order for them to even go on a first date, which is the case for a lot of people. How do we find the balance? Because I feel like there's such an old school setting of like, don't settle. How do we find the balance between quote unquote, not settling and, you know, finding 
what you want and thinking of your non-negotiables versus yeah. also being open to the potential of of connection. Yeah. So I never want anybody to settle on things that are actually important. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, most people, when they say to me, like, I don't want to settle, I don't want to settle, when we talk about it and we break it down, usually they're completely willing to settle on things like how a person treats them <laughs> and how mm. much and how much they're on the same page about the relationship. And they're talking about things like height and you know, how fit they are and wow. how much money they make. And, you know, so usually when people say to me, like, I won't settle, I won't settle, they're not talking about the actual connection and the relationship. They're talking about more superficial yes, characteristics. It sounds almost yeah. more like they're willing to settle for things that only they will know about, but anything that's externally perceivable by others are things that are non-negotiable. That's a very, yes. very good insight. Yes. Yeah. Maybe I should be a dating. That's it. That's <laughs> yeah. So how that's how does someone we, how society perceives us? Like yeah. you don't want to be somebody who's like, oh my god, why are they with them? They're so ugly, right? They're so and short. and and people do that, right? People are like, oh my god, like why is she with him? You know, we people we we make a lot of those judgments. Mm-hmm. So I think we all need to kind of check ourselves with that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but but the thing about a coaching client is somebody who's ready to be coached. They're ready to say like, okay, let me look at what I'm prioritizing, what I'm actually like what I'm getting, who I'm meeting, the kind of relationships I'm having, like, and how can I start to, like, am I willing to make some changes? Even if I don't know what those changes are, Mm. am I open to potentially doing something a different way, trying different strategies? Am I open to, like, doing that inner work of figuring out, like, okay, what are actually my core relationship needs? Like, what are actually my values? What are the things that are wants, that are icing on the cake, that I'm prioritizing. And what are needs. Yeah, that I'm prioritizing over the things that I actually need, mm-hmm. right? Um, so like, how, what do you say for, like, how do you know when someone is ready to maybe be open to coaching? Like, what kinds of folks would you say should turn to coaching? Um, I would say that anybody who feels stuck, mm-hmm. and and they could be stuck in a lot of different ways. Some people are stuck in, you know, I can't get past a first or second date. Some people are stuck in, I have a series of six-month relationships that all end the same way. Um, some people are stuck in, I, I don't even, I haven't even been on a date in forever because I don't want to get on an app or it's, it feels so, mm. it doesn't go anywhere. It feels like such a waste of time. I'm mm-hmm. so frustrated. So anybody who's like, something is not working here and I don't know what it is and I don't know how to change it, that's the person that I like to work yeah. with. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just curious, like if you, when when you do find somebody that you think should go, they should go on a date with, either through matchmaking or like they've coached them, like you've coached them into like finding someone. What do you say to do for a first date? So it depends. It depends uh-huh. on how you meet. Um, I think that when you meet somebody online, your first date, I know it sounds boring, but it really should be a drink or a cup of coffee. Even if you get a cup of coffee and you take a walk in the park, which I tell people to do because I actually think it's good to be in motion, mm-hmm. um, just because partially it's a safety issue, partially it is just because you need to you just want to assess, like, is this person even somebody that I want to invest, you know, two hours or three hours to actually go on a real date? Um, Especially for people who are doing a lot of volume dating. Like, people are like, oh, but that's so boring. I'm like, it's not, like, if you're not boring, it's not boring, right? Like, Wait, volume. <laughs> it's not boring. You're just boring. You just said a really interesting thing: volume dating. Yeah, like is, people, is this part of the lexicon well, of modern dating? So, like going on. Does that mean like going on lots of dates? Yeah. So per like, week? like when I so like when I work with somebody, like we don't want this to just be theoretical, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're like like it's not just me giving you general advice. Like one day when you date, like it's like I we actually like I actually want you to be dating and putting so it's a lot of inter practice. So it's active. So people are going on a lot of dates, like usually while we're working together. And so, you know, people are busy. People have busy lives. Like I work with people, they're professionals, they've got a lot going on. And so I'm they're not they're not gonna spend nine hours a week like going on dates. They don't have nine hours a week to go on dates, mm-hmm. but like can they spend three hours? Yes. You know, and so that's the difference between going on a date with one person who that might be a disaster and after 5 minutes you're like wow this really <laughs> I can't believe I'm stuck with this person now for the rest mm. of this activity or meal or whatever or they could go out with you know four four people where they had a drink and even if you really like someone like if that's the drink great. can turn into dinner if you yeah. if you like somebody and Keep like you guys hit it off and you had a drink yeah you can stay and you can have a meal or you can just have something to look forward to when you go to get, go out again and have a real date you know so speaking of volume dating and dating many people in one week how do you feel about the back to back dates so <laughs> like lunch with one person dinner with another or like 
Drink then drink. I think that's fine. Just don't do it like at the same place. Don't do it at the same place. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how ma- I don't like to be a numbers person, but I do feel like dating in the modern age is a numbers game in yeah, some ways. Lot, yeah. How huh. many is too many? Like per week, because I feel like sometimes, like, does it take away from the being in the moment and authenticity of the date when you're just like looking to the next one? Yeah, you yeah, know? Are, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of it depends. Like, so if I if I work with somebody who really has not been dating, um, and and that's the case sometimes. Like sometimes somebody's like, I haven't been on a date in like years. Mm-hmm. And if you if that's the case, like I want you to go on more dates rather than. Mm. Last because to just get out there because I just yeah I want you to get out there and I it needs to like go from this theoretical into the into the real so mm-hmm. um you know like you especially the longer you go without being in a relationship the longer you go without dating you the easier it is for you to start to have an idea of what you want and mm-hmm. of compatibility but you, there's no practice there mm-hmm. right so I want those people to go on more dates because I want you to actually start to say oh you know what, actually, when I talked to this person, like, I thought he sounded so great because he has this degree and this experience. But when I talked to him, I realized, like, I really care about intellectual stimulation, but he was just talking down to me the whole time. So so maybe, you know, so maybe (laughs) I don't need to have, like, a resume be something that's such a priority versus actually Hmm. how much I can communicate and, you know, how curious that person is about me and what I think and all that, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that... So for people like that, I, I want them to go on more dates. But if you're somebody who goes on lots of dates, like you're like the, you know, you feel like you've dated everybody, then I'm not necessarily as concerned with you going on, you know, a lot of dates as going on a different kind of date with a different kind of person. Mm-hmm. So so it kind of depends. I mean, yeah. not to like cop out on the answer, but. No, no I, th- I think it's every person is different and yeah. the needs are different. I'm really yeah. curious about, um, so we've been talking a lot about like dating and relationships, but I'm curious about how sex comes into this yeah. um, and how people, or sex or just more like physical intimacy in general, because yeah. a lot of people, you know, say, you know, certain apps are for, for sex and certain apps are for dating. Is there kind of an element of truth to that? And also, do you meet a lot of people who are doing like the fucking, but not the romantic connections that are striving for that because I yeah. I don't know I'm just curious about how that all plays into it yeah. but also if you think that well, that's another question Go ahead. <laughs> um, <laughs> too many questions so, sorry I'm always about the fucking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bring it back to the fucking um, always to the fucking um, that's what listen if there was no fucking then we really wouldn't be talking about any of this because you know <laughs> um, be like it's too hard forget it true um, <laughs> um, but uh, I think well first of all there are in the straight world in particular, because that is just the world that I'm most familiar with. Um, and this is the same for everyone, actually. So for, scratch that. There are always people who are looking for just sex. There are always people who are looking for love, just love. There are people who are looking for both. So, mm-hmm. you know, when people say to me, like, oh, that's a hookup app, or where's the app where people, I'm like, everything is a hookup app if you're looking for a hookup. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, there are literally people. Hookup is in the eye of the beholder. <laughs> I know. I know a woman who just like had a friends with benefits relationship with her pastor, <laughs> and he like totally screwed her over. It was she never thought he would because he's the pastor of her church. Oh and, my gosh! Like, as well, we know that there's issues and, in know, churches as well you know, as but, but, out there in life. Right. Exactly. But that's my point. I'm like people are like I'm like you think that just because somebody is you know, on a particular site or you meet them like, at oh, church. Like, oh, they're on eHarmony. They're like, looking for yeah, seriousness. Like, no, there are plenty of people everywhere who are looking for everything. But so. we met on Christian Mingle. So you, yeah. <laughs> Farmers so. only. <laughs> so you can't go by, you can't go just by that. Um, and the good thing is if you are somebody who is only looking for sex, it's pretty easy to spot who else is on the same page as you. And if you're a person who isn't, it's pretty easy to spot who, you know, who is off, who's not on the really? same page as you. Because I feel yeah. like, I feel like... Um, a lot of people I know, and I don't feel like this has happened to me, but I feel like a lot of people I know have been with people or like gone on dates or, and you know, maybe for like a month or so, and then realize that this person is just, you know, letting them and just interested in having a physical relationship. And I feel like that is relatively common. Am I wrong? Well, I think if you pay attention to people's behavior when you're dating them, you can, then it's, it's. Sometimes, of course, there are people who are really going to shock you, mm-hmm. but most people are not that, that good, good at, at, yeah, they're not that good at, like, concealing their intentions. What do the um, folks do who want both? Because you were saying there's, like, a few types of people out there, like, yeah. and so 
for folks who might be looking for a serious relationship or love or like a serious connection, but also have sexual needs in the meantime and want hookups. I often, at least clients that I've had, find it difficult sometimes to be like, well, should I not be doing any of the hookups? Because while I have these needs, like, am I wasting my time where I could be meeting someone Mm. who's serious? Yeah. Like, Um, I don't know how to balance that. It's like, I I got needs. Yeah, for sure. And I think it depends on the person. I mean, I fully have advocated for some people, like, you need a friends with benefits. Like, you need to, like, you need to get laid. Like, you need to do that because it's, like, they have their their ability to focus on actually meeting somebody for a relationship is so, like, hindered by the fact that they're sexually so... Charged. Like, like frustrated Mm -hmm. or... Like repressed or so it's like the something I mean? about Mary where he jerks off before going on the date. <laughs> yeah. like, get it out of the way so you can see you know, what like, else is out there. Like for like sometimes for people if just I having for a date, I'm like way hornier on that date. I'm just saying. Really? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> really? Oh my god. A uh, Simone. <laughs> I think you're in the minority Simone on that one. Simone knows my grandfather. <laughs> I mean, not Simone, Francesca. No. <laughs> Simone talks about oh herself in gosh. the third person. Occasionally she does. <laughs> so you said um, it, it differs from person to person? Yeah, so I w- and also sometimes for somebody having a purely sexual relationship can be very confidence building for them. And it mm-hmm. can really like ignite something in them because a lot of times, especially if you've been single for a long time, especially if you've been dating for a long time and it hasn't been going well, dating can become such a drag mm, yeah. and you can like start approaching dating like, like a task, like a task and like you're on job interviews and you just take all of the like flirtation and the passion and, the fun. and all of that energy out of it. And so if you need to go and fuck somebody so you can just be reminded of like, oh, this is a part of me that's important and like ha- get those juices flowing, mm-hmm. go for it. Mm. The problem becomes when if you're a person and you have to just know who you are, you have to know yourself. If you're a person who can't have sex with somebody and separate it from all of the other hopes and dreams that you have for a relationship, mm-hmm. then you need to know that about yourself. And then, yeah, you shouldn't, then you shouldn't be you know, having sex just for the sake of having sex. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a blurry line, though, because sometimes we like to think we're that person. Yes. And, yeah. then we get, and then our feelings come up. Yeah. Well, what I always tell, what I always tell people is before you're going to sleep with somebody, ask yourself, if I never heard from this person again, how would I feel? Ooh. And, yeah, that's a good question and to if ask you would, And if you would be like, you know what, it's fine because I'm not really interested in dating this person anyway, uh, so I'd be fine with it, then go for it. And mm-hmm. if you're like, actually, that would make me feel like shit, then don't do it because you're taking a risk if it's somebody that you really don't know and you don't have any kind of expectation that it's going to be something more. Um, so knowing yourself and being honest with what you can handle is always, always important. Self-awareness like would save the world <laughs> if everybody had it. <laughs> and so okay. what about once people start dating a little bit? Like, I think there's this obviously old school view of like, you got to play the game or you have to play hard to get yeah. or whatever to maintain or get the person. Yeah. How hmm. true does that seem to be? So it's not that I think it's about playing a game or playing, like it's not about playing something, but it is about knowing taking some time to make sure, like, again, just knowing yourself, just knowing, like, I really like this guy, and I, we've been on a few dates, and I want to sleep with him, but I'm not sure yet, like, where he stands or where I stand with him. Like, if you don't know, and you know that you're going to be devastated if you sleep with him and then he's out, then don't do it. Like, mm. take some time. You know, like, listen, it's not like a matter, I don't have any hard and fast rules, and you can, ne- you're always taking a you're always taking a chance. Like you always have to risk being vulnerable. You have to risk being hurt in order to find love. Like that's just the way it works, but you can be smarter about it. And what I just see women doing again, because I work with straight women mostly. Mm -hmm. So this is just the pattern that I see is like, you know, they go on dates, they go on dates, they go on dates. And they're like so frustrated. Like, Oh, I don't really like anybody. And then they meet somebody that they really like. And then they just like all of their judgment goes out the window because they're so excited. Mm. And then they just rush into bed, which I get like, of course you want to sleep with this person. And then it's like, it can be either the guy was not serious and he's out or they thought that maybe sleeping with him would make him be more excited about the relationship and work a little bit harder. And he does, you know, so it's like, you just have to 
be aware, like really pay attention because like if somebody is for you and they're really crazy about you, like, are they going to wait another week or two weeks to have sex with you? Yes. Yeah. You know, so if he's not going to keep seeing you because you wanted to wait Uh and you wanted to take it slow, then you just weeded out somebody who wasn't looking for the same thing as you. Also, Mm -hmm. I have this great thing that I've done for like the last like five years and it, I find it I it's led to really really powerful connections with people where even if I like I meet them and either like one date or two dates or maybe even three and like the sexual tension is palpable and I like really want to fuck their brains out I'll be like I'm trying this thing where I don't have sex with people right away and I'll tell them that yeah and they're like okay and then you'll like it just rises and builds and then like when you finally get to that point like you've kind of have like been on a roller coaster together already of like this like weird practice of self-denial and like I'm trying to do this I want to do this so badly but like I just want to see what happens if we don't and that can be a really interesting way to connect with someone yeah and not to not to discourage anyone or shame anyone who does want to like sleep with someone right away oh, or yeah, like yeah. on a first I've date. Also done that. Yeah. 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 And what I think, you know, there is some science behind it about, you know, getting rewards and how like holding out for some things does feel more rewarding when you make somebody wait. Hmm. And at the same time Like for you or for the person, the other person? Uh for both. Yeah. I think both people you, in general. Yeah. But yeah. I I mean there are folks I know who like slept together on the first date and have great relationships. Of course. Yeah. So it's, it happens. Yeah. It really yeah. depends. Yeah. And that's and that's the thing. It's like that happens all the time. Yeah. Um the question is just are you willing to risk it? Mm-hmm. When and but usually what usually happens when that does happen is somebody is like, okay, I really like this person, you know, like fuck it. I'm just gonna do it. And then it just so happens that you guys connect and so it winds up turning right. into a relationship. There really mm-hmm. is no hard and fast. So role. but but if you're going into it like, oh my God, oh my God, I think he's the one. I hope he really likes me, and that's your motivation, then that's a different thing. Mm-hmm. Like you're coming from a different place. Yeah. From a yeah. place of being empowered and like, this is what I want. And who knows, but this Instead is what of I like, want. like, I hope they'll stick around. Versus yeah. like, I'm doing this to hope that this person is going to love me. Right. Like yeah. so it's again, it's just all about knowing yourself. And what um, about ghosting? Yeah, yeah. I feel like I want to ghosting, ghosting is so painful. It is. What does it uh, yeah, mean? Like, I just, how would you feel if I you just, never heard from this person again? How is that a part of our modern dating assessment know, like rubric? I know. I mean, the thing about ghosting, I mean, ghosting is not really anything new because, you know, there is... Oh, Sometimes people just wouldn't write letters back. Some people, yeah. they <laughs> wouldn't write, have a term for it. They wouldn't write letters back or, like, you know, dad would go to the store to get cigarettes and no one would ever see him again, right? Like, yeah. you know, like, that's, like, a cliche because that's something that's happened, you know? Mm-hmm. So it just so happens that now we have social systems and the way that we meet people it makes it so much easier to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but just stop responding to texts. Stop responding. Like, oh, like, I, or just like, oh, you know, I know. Actually, I just got ghosted recently. <gasps> oh. It's like, for the first time, it has happened to me in oh. a really long time. And I was like, oh, How does snap. the dating coach process ghosting? <laughs> I Well, I, I, I was like, this is fascinating. <laughs> I'm glad you approached it like that. I'd be like, this motherfucker. <laughs> um, well, I just hate not, I'd rather know. <laughs> I think it's yeah. the not knowing part. Like, I'd almost rather someone be like, you're awful, I'm not interested. Or, like, yeah. even something, not hurtful. But that but requires like, so much courage. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think, like, you know. It takes me so long for to me, pass that I don't want to see you anymore text. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm a little bit different than the average person in this regard because I don't really care the reason, honestly. Um, because it, I just know it could be anything it could be something that has absolutely nothing to do with me. But the fact of the matter is they're so, saying they're not wanting you. And so it's yeah. just like, then I, I, why would I want someone who doesn't want me? Yeah, exactly. That's my bottom line. It's like, whatever the reason, that person isn't crazy about me so that I don't like them. You know, like, like that's, mm-hmm. just, but that's just sort of me. But um, I mean, I always, I, I think ghosting obviously is a huge problem. What I tell people to say is just be like, hey, it was really nice meeting you. I don't think we're a match. And that's it. And you don't owe any explanation. You don't have to get into the why. And if they're like, but why? You don't have to, like, then you can stop responding. But that seems like a good <laughs> response for, like, after one date. But what about, like, when you've been on four? Okay, if you've been on four dates, like, then, like, yeah, it, it requires it requires more of a conversation. I think, you know, you should, we, we should all be the change that we want to see in yeah. dating, you know? Yeah, yeah. And usually when I talk to people and they're, they're frustrated about, like, getting ghosted, they've ghosted too, you know? And yeah. so... Everybody just needs to stop. <laughs> like everybody just needs to stop. And practice like, what they preach yeah, or what they like, don't want. Just start treating people the way that you want to be treated, even if it means having tough conversations, because yeah. you're you're a grown up and that's and that's what being a grown up, you don't always get to do 
exactly what you want to do. Yeah. And sometimes you just have to do something because it's the right thing to do and you're respectful of another person. I think your response, though, that you said earlier to your ghosting experience requires a lot of self-confidence and self-love. Yeah. Because I think for a lot of folks out there, their response might immediately go to like, what's wrong, what with, did me? I, what's wrong with me? Yeah. What did I do wrong? Yeah. I think, yeah, at this point, I'm, I was just like, what's wrong with him? <laughs> it's crazy that he ghosted. Well, it was, How did you it get was, to that place to was, be like, what's wrong was, with him? Did you not it know was, who you are? It was just <laughs> funny to me because we'd only been on two dates, so it wasn't like a really big deal, but it was funny to me because he had been so proactive and mm-hmm. he was like calling me on the phone, like not texting me, like calling me and like he had asked me on a third date and he Confusing. had to- he had to go to New York for work, and he's like, I'll be back Tuesday. I can't wait to see you. And I'm like, okay, great, cool. Like, let me know when you're back. And I just never heard from him again. And I was Whoa. like, yeah, and I was like, and, and, and a couple see, of people. if it were me, I'd be like, I'm sure that text didn't go through. And a couple of people said to me, they're like, maybe something happened to him. And I'm like, nothing happened. Nothing ever happens to anyone. Like, that's never, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I feel like that's always been like, you know, like, yeah, like, maybe he didn't get my message. Yeah, like, should that's I like, text him again? Like, yeah. He got he got the message. Like it was fine. Like what the I last- mean, that situation is well, just like copy and paste the exact same message and like send it like four times so I can pass <laughs> off as like my phone was wigging out. You know? <laughs> Did you get this? Did you? <laughs> it's a good, it's a good technique. Really if funny. you ever get like four texts from me in a row, you're yeah. You're like, That's oh, what- sorry, it just it sent us a text message. Yeah, I don't know, I how, I don't know, know how that through. happened. <laughs> I don't know if it went through. I think that that is. A well, like, little bit be, transparent, but it but, does but, sometimes. But, like, I did send a text uh, on August first that did not arrive until September second. I'm just telling. I'm just pointing that out. Sometimes it happens, but the majority, the majority is like the time, they're just not that interested. It's so funny. I, I, a friend of mine the other day, he had this woman had been they'd been messaging on Instagram, mm-hmm. and um, wow, anything can be a dating app. Anything, slide can, into anything. Those DMs. Yeah, exactly. This woman had slid into his DMs, and they were chatting, and he was kind of <laughs> like, "Oh, like I need to stop talking to her. Like she's a little like." I don't know. She might be a little like off, like a little whatever. And so like a few days later, she sends him a message and she's like, oh my God, I, I just want to, you know, I'm so, I unfollowed you by accident, you know, I'm, but I'm refollowing you now. And he told me this and I was like, she didn't unfollow you. Like she didn't unfollow you by accident. Like, I mean, like, Why? Like, People like, totally unfollow you by accident. I, she, I feel very confident that she was just trying, she just wanted a reason to, to like, reach to, to reach out to him and to restart the conversation because he had stopped responding to her. Mm, and I true. have definitely done that. And that was Not her. that exact way, but <laughs> like, like. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, 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 not the unfollowing thing, but the like really wanting to hear from someone and wanting to connect with them, so wondering like why they're excuse. not connecting and finding yeah. like, finding what, an excuse. what yeah. is my excuse to text this person? Yeah. Someone's exactly. birthday. Yeah. Exactly. And so when it's somebody that you don't know and you've only interacted on Instagram, what can you do other than like base it on some like flimsy <laughs> oh, I, I like you. Instagram excuse? You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. so um, I, like I could be wrong, but like I, I've but done would that you too. recommend those I've folks to just stop? Yeah, I mean, because you know, nothing's gonna come it's, of it. Yeah. I think that, like, we want to be with people who want to be with us. We, we want, yeah. So there is such a thing as just having a short attention span, and especially in our modern culture. I'm so. So I always say to people, I'm like, if you really think that there was a connection there, you really want to try, like, make one bold move. Yeah. And just be transparent about it. Like, don't be like, be like, oops, I accidentally unfollowed you. <laughs> like, like, hi, <laughs> I still want to have sex with you. Or you I know? want to go on a date with yeah, you. Are you like, still interested? Like, just, it's like, just make one bold, direct yeah. move. And then you know. And then you know. And then you can move and on. That, that you, and you have to make the bold move. Uh, this, is something I, this is a conversation I had with my therapist because I wanted to make this bold move. And I made the bold move, but she, but she was like, okay, think about how you're going to feel if, because you can think like, oh, I'll be okay if they reject me. Yeah. But you have to think about how you're going to feel if they literally don't respond to your bold move. Yeah. And that's like yeah. something that you have to prepare yourself. You do but I guess that's a rejection in and of itself. Right. Yeah. It? Right. But yeah. you can think of, but like it it's almost a pa- it's hurts a pass- more. It's a passive rejection yeah. versus Which an active one. It almost hurts more yeah. than someone being like, oh, actually, I'm not interested. Than someone just like you put yeah. yourself all out there, like you gave your heart on a platter and they kept the platter. Yeah. It's a risk, but if you don't want to ha- have risks, then don't date. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. You know, you just have to be willing to be. And and the thing is, and you know, this I, I talk about this like I do, this concept of like passive rejection versus active rejection. Mm-hmm. And some people like cannot deal with the the possibility of active rejection, so they're mm-hmm. always like. Just making these very, oh, you know, yeah. passive moves, right? Oh yeah, that happens moves, to be a right? Burning Man. <laughs> Sorry, I'll tell you. <laughs> um, but but the reality is like, it's a choice to look at some some stranger who you don't know, who doesn't know anything about you and the complexity and all of the beauty that you are. 
not wanting to go on a date with you, like you could, I don't view that as rejection Mm. because rejection is such a loaded word and has so much emotional weight. But yeah, reality, it means like there's something like, wrong with you. Yeah, and exactly. That mean, that's not always the case. Yeah, like don't make it about you. Like honestly, there are people who, like, there are people who are never going to date you because they're only they only date redheads, <laughs> or they're not going to date you because they are they're they don't even date the gender that you are. Like they're not going to date you yeah. because they only date people who. They feel like, or you smell you know, like their ex girlfriend. Like, you smell like their ex girlfriend, or like you seem like you are too smart, and they don't want somebody who's going to be smart or challenge them. Or you okay. seem like it could be anything, you know. Yeah. Or like you, you take too many selfies, and they don't like people who take selfies. Like you know, like it could be so many things that you'll never know. That why even put that on yourself because you don't have any control over that. I think it's yeah. easier said than done. Like, how do we do that inner work? to challenge that first narrative that comes up of like, what did I do? I'm not good enough. So when you hear that voice that comes into your head, you have to disassociate from it, right? Like like some people actually name it, like that negative self-talk, like Mm -hmm. I'm going to give this this voice in yeah. my head a name and be Mildred, like Sarah and be like Mildred. yeah be like that bitch Mildred be like Mildred I, I fucking you are hear, a bitch I, I fucking hear you and I'm sick of listening to your shit and I'm yeah. not I'm actually like literally like just be like like recognize like that voice in your head is not you hmm. I try to look and at so, it as like a, I tell clients like that within all of us it's sort of like there's a dinner party and there's always that one guest at the dinner party who's like maybe the louder, more obnoxious person. There are other guests at the dinner party, and maybe like Mildred, the bitch, is the one who's the loudest. <laughs> Apologies to anybody yeah. listening Sorry. whose name oh, happens to be sure Mildred. Mildred bitch. Simone was the loud one. <laughs> <laughs> no, whoever the you know whatever the louder, more Not hurtful yet. one. And so it's about how do we like quiet down that guest at the dinner party and invite some of the other voices to speak up a little more. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a great like way a of looking at voice. it. Don't invite yeah, them to but, your dinner party in the but first exactly, place. But exactly, I mean, <laughs> I think when, but when you hear that voice, you have to recognize like, oh, I get this voice. Like, this voice has been around for a long time. Mm. And, and who's really this, who do, who's really saying it? Yeah. Is it, it my mom? This, is yeah, it my boyfriend? It's coming from like a place of pain and this mm-hmm. voice is coming from some insecurity, some like yes. old wound. So I get it. I get why this voice is saying what it's saying, but I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna listen to it. And like, Mm. honestly, just that practice of like hearing the thought being like, oh, I know why I think it, why I think this, but maybe just opening yourself up to the possibility, like maybe it's not about me. Maybe I, maybe there's nothing wrong with me and maybe this person just isn't for me for a million reasons. And actually like I'm being totally protected by the fact that they're not engaging with me. Mm. Like I can't see right now why this person doesn't want to be with me. But one day, like the answer will become really clear, you know? So like just having a, a um, the ability to not let that voice be everything for yeah. you and the ability to have some faith that the people who are genuinely going to see you for who you are and love and appreciate you, that you're going to find each other. Mm-hmm. And what can you do in your life to be more open to receive that? So you don't miss each other. Yeah, right? I think we all, we often attract people sometimes at the level that we're at. Yeah. I don't know if you've found that Absolutely. in your coaching stuff. Absolutely, a hundred percent. Yeah, so you have to put in the <laughs> work on yourself so that you're, I mean, I think it sounds cliche, but like putting the energy out yeah. there of yeah. the kinds of folks you want to attract. It's completely true, and it's all about our belief system and how we view ourselves, and mm-hmm. it's, you know, the reason that we all have patterns is because we're all so genius on an unconscious level of attracting people to us who are going to fit into that pattern. Yeah. And if you think that you're somebody who's unlovable and you're going to keep getting rejected and nobody's ever going to appreciate you, you will do a really good job of finding the people who are going to reinforce that narrative. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so starting to it like realize like you have that narrative is mm-hmm. the first step yeah. in changing it. Yeah. I mean like, okay, this is what I think but is what I think what I want? And if it isn't what I want, then what would I actually like to think? Yeah. What's the new thought that I want to create? What's the new belief? Yeah. What's the new pattern? That's that's a very important thing, I think. And I have I, we have to wrap up soon. I just have a, like two more questions. One is you mentioned that some people are like, so our conversation has been really app-centric, I would say. Yeah. And so you've mentioned that there are people who are totally unwilling to do that. And yeah. what kind of advice do you have? Like, do you Where have do to be people? using technology? You don't to date? have to. I don't think so. No. I, I really am not no. very app-heavy as a person. Yeah. Um, I've met most of my people IRL. Mm-hmm. But 
Yeah. You do not I have to use technology. I feel just lucky in that sense. Yeah. So, I, yeah. I actually don't think that anybody should be solely dependent on technology to meet people um, for various reasons that we don't have time to get into. But I always, always, always encourage people to try to meet as many people as you can offline. And if you're not, if it's not something that you do organically, it tells me that you're not comfortable with flirting. Mm. You're not comfortable with being vulnerable in that way that you are interpreting. Like if I look at that guy over there and I smile at him and he doesn't smile back at me, that's rejection, right? Mm. Like if you like, so I know that you have some barriers that are, Mm -hmm. that are preventing you. And it could just be as simple as like, when you're in public, you never look up from your phone or, you know, you, Mm. or you only, you don't, your social circle is too small. You need to meet more people. You need to go new yeah. places. But typically, it's it's less about meeting more people than capitalizing on the opportunities that you have every day, every time you leave your apartment you or your house, like you have an opportunity to meet someone. Yeah. I so, think a lot of folks I know who say like, who maybe don't have a big friend circle or whatever connection circle that are like, I want to go maybe to these meetups or to these other things, yeah. but I don't want to go alone. Yeah. But the whole reason they're going is to meet people yeah. so that they're not alone. So yeah. they're like stuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I tell people all the time, I'm like, just find something that you're interested in. So like, even if you're like, you know, if you're, you want to meet, like, if you're like a woman who wants to meet another woman to date, like, don't only go to like the, like the lesbian dating meetup. Like, if you're just genuinely interested in, I don't know, gardening, like go to the (laughs) basket weaving, like go to the gardening meetup, like, because Mm -hmm. expanding your social circle is really important. And you never know, like who you might meet who's going to be that gateway to meeting somebody else, right? Mm-hmm. Like right. every person that you that you will ever meet knows people that you don't know. So just getting into the mindset of connecting for the sake of connecting and not putting pressure on like, okay, I'm going to this party, this event, this bar to meet someone. Right. Just say like, I'm going to date. Like I'm going to this party, to, to this bar, people. to meet people because I want to meet somebody yeah. and I need to be open to all types of connections yeah. and the serendipity. Or I'm just going to this me. activity because yeah. I like this because activity. Because I like this activity. You to, like keeping your heart open. Yeah. Whether the, that's romantically or friendshiply. Absolutely. <laughs> so Simone and I actually met online. Yeah, we did meet online. We, and we I know. I need to hear this. Open. I need to hear the story. Want to tell our story? Um, we were in this um, not so secret, but super secret girls group. Girls group on uh, Facebook, um, and where it's like a lot of women in the LA area can like you know share, post about collaborate, whatever. post about whatever, complain. Um, <laughs> and so there and was also a lot some, of education. Yeah, there's there's some great stuff in it as well. Um, and so there was this like someone, someone posted about this like pop art Charles Manson satanic art exhibition, um, as one does. And I was like, I want to go to this. Does anyone want a carpool from the valley? And Nicole was like, I do. Amazing. We didn't even carpool though because I fucked up and I ended up coming from Beverly Hills. Yeah, but that we day. went out. We went out for we met there and went out for a drink after, drink and after? it was. And awesome. it was love. And now See? we have a podcast together. And, yeah. and this is like, a perfect so you can example. Meet friends online too. This is a perfect example of just how you can, you never know where your connections are going to take you. And that's why you just need to embrace connection for the sake of it because you just, you never know. You never know. Exactly. You could end up in a podcast together. You could end up being best friends. You could end up never seeing each other again, but yeah. that person happened to tell you about something that you were like, oh, I want to go check that out. And uh-huh. you went there because of this random person that you met. And then- It's a life-changing experience. It's a life-changing experience. Like that happened. I have so many stories of how that's happened in my life. Like some seemingly random encounter has led to like something. Like I never, ever, Yeah, how the fuck ever, did you ever, end up on Survivor? I, well, I mean, well, there's that. There's like- Fuck, how did, I wish how we had time for Survivor. How did I, I, how did I, okay, how did I end up question. on the Today Show? Like there's so many stories of things that like people, like people ask me all the time. They're like, oh, how'd you end up on the Today Show? I want to be on the Today Show. And I'm like, literally, like the path was so, it's so not replicable because it was so random because it was literally like, I met a woman in an event and she's like, hi, have you heard of this group? And I was like, no, I've heard of this group. She's like, oh, you should go to it and maybe it's good for your business. I was like, okay, I went to that group and I met this woman at the group and she's a hypnotherapist and she's like hey, let's connect on LinkedIn. I was like, okay, we connect on LinkedIn. Months go by. She messages me and she's like, hey, I'm doing a singles event at a hair salon on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. Do you want to come? I was like, sure. I come to the event and it's like nothing but women who are there to meet men. And I was like, well, there's no guys here for me to matchmake. So, oh, oh no. 
Oh so, no, what a bad event. So I well, so she and I was like, and I'm like, so do you want me to just like stand up and give a talk about dating and some different ways people can shift their perspective? And she's like, Yes, please. So I do save the event. Save the event. So I get up, I give this talk for like 10 minutes, and I'm like, okay, I'm about to leave. And this woman comes up to me and she's like, Hi, I'm a producer on the Today Show. Would you ever want to be like <gasps> like that's how that happened? Amazing. I love <laughs> like, that. And it was just because I said yes to like you the know, butterfly effect. Just like some random people along exactly. the way. You know? I love that. So, I've been talking, yeah. And so before you ask the survivor know. question for listeners out there, I mean, I'll, some of this I think is easier said than done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're really struggling to put yourself out there, to do that work on yourself, reach out to a therapist, a coach, yeah. a counselor, like yeah. someone to help get you on track and yeah. support you. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah there's talk a, there's to a, us. There's we'll a also lot. accept one dating profile that we will read in an episode. Ooh, and if cool. anybody answers, we'll... We'll hook you two up. That's very cool. Well, <laughs> and people can go to my website and they can oh, yeah. book a free session with me. And oh you yeah, know, we're gonna so, give like, all that information. <laughs> I talk to people all the time. Like like I like that's why I talk to like teenagers. Francescahogie.com. <laughs> that's why I talk to teenagers and college students because they just book a call with me and they like want advice about something and I'm happy oh. to talk to them because you know I, I like talking to people about what's going on in there. And you're open to new connections. And I'm open to new connections because you never know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I want to ask a survivor question because yeah. like I'm sure people are interested in that. I'm sure some of your fans have followed you. To this episode. Um, so Survivor is like kind of gross. And as obviously <laughs> I'm all about the fucking. So do people fuck on Survivor? No. Nobody? No. Nobody. No. Because no. it that complicates the we competition. Because think, think there's no condom. We think that there is like maybe one or two people who've had, who've had sex on the show. Um, but first of all, you're really dirty. You're really malnourished. There's actually a phenomenon called Survivor Dick. Where guys can't get it up because they're too malnourished, they don't have enough protein. So, um, (laughs) (laughs) because if you're thinking about life and death, maybe you know you're not thinking about fucking. So and so, like I mean, there there are plenty of guys who go on Survivor and like they get off the show and they're freaked out because they can't like get an erection for a while because they need to like build the protein. And the nutrients back up in their bodies, wow. like seriously, yeah. So no um, one I thought there was gonna be some great stories. No, you're just like you're so dirty, and you're. Hey, I you fucked at Burning Man on the last yeah. night, and I didn't shower once. So yeah. my my friend from college, shout out Adam Klein, one survivor recently. I oh, want to yeah. know. If he, I don't know if you know him. I do know him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we yeah. Francesca's like yeah, I got voted off first. Yeah, she's twice. like, Fuck <laughs> this, yeah. do you um, think you got voted off first twice because you're like a fiercely intelligent, outspoken woman? Um, that's what they said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just like curious about the sexual politics of Survivor. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you look at like who gets voted out first on Survivor, it's typically women, um, disproportionately women of color. Mm. Um, so I think it's part of it is just, I think people, uh, tend to vote out the person they feel the least empathy for. Mm. And so it's just, if you're, you know, the one black woman on the tribe that it's easier for people to not yeah, identify with you, you and to just feel less empathy. Yeah, That's, I mean, there is yeah. that, I'm trying to remember who said it, but like once the black woman has been, like our liberation is tied up in the liberation of yeah. black women. Yeah, and it's really interesting because uh, like both of my seasons, so many of the people who were like, not in my alliance and who voted against me have become like really close friends of mine now. Like you're, you know, like and like years have gone by. And, know you or were and, it, and it's not afraid even, of you. And it wasn't even a matter of like I never it wasn't a matter of me not getting along with people because I did. Like I actually got along with everybody on my tribe except for one person. The guy who couldn't say your name? Yeah. Um, um but like everybody else, like we got along great. So it wasn't a matter of like I wasn't fitting in with the group. It wasn't a matter of like people didn't like me. It was just a matter of somebody has to go and who do we have the least empathy for? And who do we oh, feel who's the most other? Who do mm-hmm. we who's the most other and who do we feel is the least like easy to manipulate? Well, it just oh. shows that we have more work to do in all aspects of life yeah. on that. And yeah. we would love to bring you back to talk more about that because I think that could be a, an episode in and of For itself. For sure. Yeah, oh, my God. Sure, anytime. And Jessica, I'm so fucking happy. Thank you so much. <laughs> all of our listeners want to book a free session with yeah, you. Yeah, how, so how can do people they find, find you? Um, I'm very easy to find. I'm on all social media as Dear Franny. And, you can um, ask for anything you need. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, my website, FrancescaHogi.com. Hogi cool. like Yogi, H-O-G-I. Is there anything and you should be on the lookout for coming from you recently or up to um, or soon? Just the usual. Cool. Um, I have a new offering that's just like a VIP strategy session for people if they just want like a little jump start to help get cool. on the right track and like figure out some ways to navigate this whole dating culture and 
how to like move forward with a lot more confidence and success, then, mm. you know, that's something that I, that I'm offering right now. Awesome. Um, and yeah, it just. And you were just featured in, in, in a magazine today. Um, oh, actually, uh, Brit & Co. Brit & Co. Yeah, yeah. I'm, doing this, I'm doing this thing with Match.com right now where I'm their, I'm their official cuffing season expert. <laughs> so. What's cuffing season? <laughs> um, oh. Well, cuffing season is the period from the Sunday after thanks, um, Thanksgiving, the Sunday after uh, Halloween, mm-hmm. so November 6th this year. Or fifth or something um, through Valentine's Day, and it's just a time of people year. People get People or get engaged. People get they pair up for the winter. Interesting. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't want to be alone on those. You cold, don't want to be alone. Nights. The cold nights, family holidays, visits. family visits. People. Wow. Are, people are people are motivated. So there are a lot. So it's a good time to meet somebody if you want to meet somebody because there are a cool. lot of people open. Yeah. That's so exciting. Well, thank oh my you God. Thank so, you so, so much, much for joining us. <laughs> thank you so much. Please reach out to me. Francesca if you need any dating coach advice um, <laughs> or any questions. Um, thank you again for joining us for another week of Sluts and Scholars. If you want to follow what we're doing, don't forget to subscribe. We're available on iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, pretty Stitcher. much Stitcher. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at Sluts and Scholars and on Twitter at Sluts Scholars. And we're always happy to hear from you. You can email us at Sluts and Scholars at gmail.com. Thank you so much. Have a great week.